This is a podcast from the Business Times. Hotel Properties Limited recently announced that it has received provisional permission from the URA to redevelop a cluster of properties along Orchard Road and Cascaden Road. Analysts and investors have speculated for years about the potential value that might be unlocked from these assets, and news of the redevelopment plan has already had an impact on HPL's share price. But HPL shares are still trading at a big discount to the possible value of its underlying assets, and the company is riding a post-pandemic recovery in revenue from its hotels and resorts. So is this the right time for investors to check in at HPL? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the BT Mark to Market podcast. My name is Ben Paul, and I'm a senior correspondent at The Business Times. This series of podcasts, which is based on my weekly column in The Business Times, aims to provide analysis and insight on market trends and corporate issues in Singapore. We're in the month of September 2023, and Singapore is buzzing right now with excitement about the Formula One Grand Prix night race, which will take place this coming weekend. It's going to be hard to top last year's record attendance of 302,000 people. But the event is still likely to draw about 250,000 spectators. And there are a host of other events scheduled for before and after the race that are expected to give a boost to the local economy, not least the hospitality and food and beverage sectors. But there is a cloud hanging over this marquee event. I'm referring to the investigation that was announced by the Corrupt Practices Investigation Bureau in July, involving Minister of Transport S. Iswaran, who was in charge of the F1 race event, and Ong Beng Singh, the major shareholder and managing director of HPL, who is widely credited with bringing the F1 race event to Singapore. It's not clear exactly what the investigation is about, but it is serious enough for Minister Iswaran to have been put on leave while it's carried out. In the meantime, Minister of Manpower Tan Si Ling has been put in charge of the F1 event. The announcement of the investigation also had a big negative impact on HPL's share price. HPL shares had shot up to a closing high of $3.98 in June, following news reports that redevelopment plans for HPL's Orchard Road properties were in the works. But after news of the corruption investigation emerged in July, the stock fell quickly, eventually hitting a closing low of $3.50 in August. That could have been a trading opportunity for investors because the corruption investigation isn't going to change the value of HPL's Orchard Road properties. Indeed, after HPL announced on the morning of Monday, August 28, that it had received provisional approval from URA to redevelop those properties, the stock bounced nearly 11% to close at $3.90. Now, I'll come back to this issue of why the corruption investigation is unlikely to matter to investors later in this podcast. But let me first get into why HPL's share price has been reacting so strongly to news of its redevelopment plans for its Orchard Road properties. The redevelopment plan that HPL submitted to URA involves three properties. They are Forum the Shopping Mall, the Voco Orchard Singapore Hotel and HPL House, which is an office development. These properties, which are widely seen as HPL's crown jewels, occupy freehold and 999-year leasehold land spanning nearly 14,000 square metres. HPL submitted its redevelopment plan under URA's Strategic Development Incentive Scheme, which offers incentives for the redevelopment of older buildings that have the potential to transform their surrounding areas. Specifically, HPL has received approval for a mixed development comprising hotel, retail, office and residential components in two tower buildings of 64 stories and 43 stories on a six-story podium with a rooftop garden 
a performance theater, and a basement car park. A separate 29-story tower will be erected over the contiguous basement car park. Here's the important part. The total approved gross floor area for the proposed mixed development is more than 114,000 square meters, which translates to more than 1.2 million square feet. Now, I'm not going to attempt putting a valuation on this gross floor area because there are just too many unknowns right now. But the point is that a redevelopment project of this size is going to have a big impact on HPL. As more details about this project are revealed, analyst coverage of HPL is likely to expand. And I think we will see significant upward revisions in their estimates of the company's so-called revalued net asset value, or RNAV. In fact, back in June, DBS Group Research said the proposed redevelopment could yield significant upside to its RNAV estimate for HPL, which was $5.80 per share at the time. HPL's last traded price before this podcast recording was $3.78, which is nearly 35% below this possibly conservative RNAV estimate. The other thing to keep in mind is that HPL is riding a post-pandemic recovery in international travel. You wouldn't think it if you look at its recent earnings numbers. In fact, HPL reported a loss of $17.2 million for the six months to June 30, versus earnings of $1.9 million for the corresponding period last year. It attributed the reduced profitability partly to finance costs more than doubling to $46.3 million due to rising interest rates. HPL also noted that its share of results of associates and jointly controlled entities swung to a loss of $16.5 million in the first half of 2023 versus a profit of $20.1 million in the first half of 2022. This was because the figure for the first half of 2022 included a non-recurring gain of $30 million from the disposal of Hilton London Olympia. So profitability was affected by a combination of non-recurring items and higher interest rates. But HPL's revenue for the six-month period came in at $319 million, which was 27.9% higher than the first half of 2022. HPL attributed this to better performance at its hotels and resorts as international travel continued to recover. In other words, HPL is experiencing a general improvement in its operations, which is likely to be supportive of its share price. So should investors buy HPL shares? How much higher could the stock climb? I'm going to talk about that next. Lens on Singapore, a monthly podcast series from the Business Times podcast team on current affairs, societal issues and government policies explored through the lens of how it impacts us here in Singapore and in the region. Anchored by Clarissa Montero and Howie Lim, every third Monday of the month. And now, back to Mark to Market from the Business Times. Earlier in this podcast, I said the sell-off in HPL shares in July that was partly fueled by the corruption investigation involving Ong Bing Singh was a trading opportunity of sorts. The reason is that the investigation is unlikely to change the long-term value of HPL's underlying property assets or any long-term redevelopment plan for those properties. Instead, the really important issue for investors is whether the company is being run in a manner that will result in its share price eventually reflecting the value of those properties. Investors often think that owning shares in a company is akin to riding along with the controlling shareholder of the company. But controlling shareholders are sometimes not focused on maximizing the market value of their shares, especially if they have no plans to ever cash out, and if they are generating wealth for themselves in other ways. 
On that score, let me just point out a recent disclosure by HPL. On August 22, in response to queries from SGX about its most recent earnings report, HPL unintentionally reminded investors that Ong Bing Singh's real estate interests are not entirely held under the public listed company. SGX noted in its query that HPL had provided equity contributions and advances totaling $25 million in the first half of 2023 to associates and jointly controlled entities in which certain directors are deemed to have an interest. And SGX asked HPL for more information about these transactions. HPL responded by stating that it had provided advances of $18.2 million to an entity called Great Western Enterprises, in which Ong Beng Singh and his fellow director David Fu each have a 15% beneficial interest. HPL formed Great Western Enterprises in 2014 as a 70-30 joint venture with an entity controlled by Ong Beng Singh and David Fu to acquire a property in London that has since been redeveloped as Paddington Square, which comprises offices as well as retail and leisure space. HPL said in its most recent annual report that Paddington Square achieved practical completion in December. So this is an interesting new asset that could begin contributing to HPL's top and bottom lines going forward. In response to the SGX query, HPL said it also provided advances of $6.5 million to an entity called HPL Dolomites UK, in which Ong Beng Singh holds a 20% beneficial interest. HPL formed this vehicle in 2020 as an 80-20 joint venture with an entity owned by Ong Beng Singh to acquire a 90% stake in a luxury hotel in Italy. HPL Dolomites bought the remaining 10% of the hotel in April this year. Now, HPL made it clear that Ong Beng Singh and David Fu contributed advances in proportion to their equity in these entities. But as I said, the point is, Ong Beng Singh does not hold all his property interests under HPL. He owns a slice of some projects directly. Another point that investors who are eyeing HPL should keep in mind is that tightly held companies with narrow free floats often trade at big discounts to the value of their underlying assets. This is also the case with property companies that have lumpy earnings. So even if HPL's RNAV is enhanced by the redevelopment of its Orchard Road properties, it doesn't necessarily follow that investors will reap the full upside of that enhancement. In fact, with the weak long-term performance of the Singapore market, we've seen a string of companies being taken private for less than the sometimes very visible value of their underlying assets. Investors with long memories will recall that there was an attempt to take HPL private nearly a decade ago. Back in 2014, Ong Beng Singh teamed up with Wheelock Properties and they made an offer for HPL. The offer price was initially set at $3.50 per share, but it was raised to $4 per share and then raised again to $4.05 per share. But the final offer price was still as much as 22.7% below HPL's RNAV, which the independent financial advisor appointed for the deal estimated at the time to be between $5.02 and $5.24 per share. Now, while that attempt by Ong Beng Singh and Wheelock Properties to take HPL private did not succeed, Wheelock Properties ended up being taken private by its parent group in 2018. The offer price of $2.10 per share was hardly compelling. It was a more than 19.2% discount to Wheelock Properties' book value. And the value of Wheelock Properties' assets was very visible. They consisted mainly of two investment properties, namely Wheelock Place and Scott Square, a big stake in HPL, and a pile of cash. But the offer succeeded anyway, partly because Wheelock Properties' parent group already held a commanding 76.2% of its shares before the offer. 
When the offer closed, the parent group had managed to push its stake to just a hair above the 90% threshold. What does all this mean for HPL? If you ask me, the company bears all the hallmarks of a privatisation candidate. In the first place, its shares have gone nowhere over the past decade. Since the offer by Ong and Wheelock Properties back in 2014, HPL has delivered a total return of just 13% on a dividend reinvested basis. Not 13% per annum, but 13% over the almost 10-year period since the middle of 2014. The Straits Times Index returned 42% over the same period. Furthermore, HPL is very tightly owned by its major shareholders. The company's most recent annual report showed Ong holding a direct stake of nearly 21.1% and a deemed interest of 39.4%. Wheelock & Company holds a further deemed interest of 22.5%. Only 11.5% of HPL shares are in the hands of the public, so it wouldn't take much to squeeze out the minority shareholders of this company. Now, this may not necessarily be a bad thing for some minority shareholders of HPL. If there is an offer, the offer price will almost certainly be higher than HPL's current market price. But as with the previous offer for HPL, it may not be anywhere close to its RNEV. So here's the bottom line for HPL. As I see it, news of the redevelopment of its cluster of Orchard Road properties, while obviously positive for the company, probably isn't something that will drive HPL's share price to the sky. I think the stock is still low enough right now for investors who want to ride on a likely expansion in analyst coverage in the months ahead, as well as the possibility of another privatization offer. But based on the information available now, I would be careful to not chase the stock too hard if it approaches the $4 level. That's it for this episode of Mark to Market. I'm Senior Correspondent Ben Paul at The Business Times. This is a podcast by The Business Times. Find more BT podcasts at businesstimes.com.sg slash podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.